0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, I'm so happy you're joining me tonight. Don't forget, take the time, get your loved ones, get together. I've been really um, talking to the staff and talking to the church about making a priority to let Wednesday night service be an online experience for the whole family. So maybe you're, you are you know, you might be at the house or you might be somewhere and you might just be like, hey, you know, let's get together. Let's get some time. Let's see, We're in a brand new series. I've been calling it Super Soul Sunday. Come on, somebody. I'm loving it, man. We're going to be talking about transforming your life, walking in the greater revelation of who you are in Christ. Um, training your soul, maintaining your mind. It's going to be a great month. And then we're going to have the Art of Love conferences next week. Can you believe it? It's going to be the week after, right? Yeah. It's going to be coming up real soon, Friday the 11th, I think it is. And we are going to be in the building having our our Art of Love conference. Me and Pastor Liz are going to be talking about how to have a loving, lasting relationship. And not only that, using the principles that God has given you to go to another level. So praise God. So thank you for taking the time to share. Thank you for taking the time to get your family. get Maybe get around the, you know, I was telling everybody, man, you can put it on the TV and you can just sit back and we can have a time of church together. How many of you know it's so important that you take time during the week to invest in your spiritual life. I really believe that because the word of God will not return unto you void. It will accomplish therein which God sent it. And as long as you know what it says, it can transform you, amen? So praise the Lord. I'm really excited about this brand new series. We're gonna get right into it. Thank you for taking the time to share. And how many of you know it's offering time. Come on, somebody! I feel like something should go off when we do it. It's offering time. We should have like a big thing going off. How many are excited about the arena of giving? I know you are. You've been faithful to give. And, you know, we just had our first fruit a couple weeks ago. And uh, I really, really think that as we continue this year, we're going to see God's supernatural sustaining blessing coming on you. Amen. And your family which is awesome, amen? Let's look at this offering in 2 Corinthians 8, 9. It's a scripture that we explained about giving. And it says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. There is no other way to explain that except God was rich, Jesus. He became poor on the cross. He wasn't poor in life. He became poor on the cross. So the place of exchange can be, we are poor in the earth, right? We could exchange for his riches from the cross. That's his benefit package. That is God. God said, For the you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was yet rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. So Jesus didn't live poor on in the earth. You know what I mean? He didn't do that. He did that, he didn't look. oh, I'm poor. You know, that wasn't what it was about. He was rich, went to the cross, became poor, took, we might be poor or whatever, you might be the next level rich because we did it on a cross. So I think when you get an understanding of that, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though, what? That though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. That was his idea. You have to take the place of prosperity in the earth. Very important. And I know you do it. So we got we got powerful ways for you to give. You know, there's four of them. They're up on the screen. Number one, you could text to give 386-968-1103. The relevantfl.org. Thank you so much for taking time to go there. Go fill out the census is over. But if you didn't do that, make sure you get that done. Update your information. So excited about what God is doing. Amen. So I hope you see that right there. I love that right there that we have updated information like art of love stuff. You're going to get texts, emails, you need all that stuff. You need to be connected. Amen. RelevantFL.org slash giving. That's how you give through the giving portal. Of course, you can do the cash app, and of course, you can mail your check. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for your consistent faithfulness to help us do what it is we do. You know, um, we've been even looking into greater things that we can do, um, you know, even outreach-wise and church-wise. And, you know, we've been looking at some avenues of doing, you know, even like TV stuff and getting out. And, you know, our our evangelism team has been getting ready to go out monthly to build establishments um, um, in the community so that they know where they can go. Man, we're really doing a great job, but it takes resources to do all this stuff and uh, we're just happy that you connect and partner with us to watch this come to pass. Amen? So let me pray over your giving. Father, I thank you for the arena of giving. I thank you, Father, that at where the people give and the arena they give in, we know you're doing supernaturally, um, exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. We thank you for it, Father. And we, we, we honor you, Father. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you for pro- blessing and prospering them supernaturally in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. Well, praise God, you know, we are in, um, we are really, fe- I've been really feeling this, that, you know, we just got out of soul Summit. and if you didn't get a chance to watch it, I'm going to kind of touch on a couple of pieces of that at, in this whole month. But we are talking about Super Soul Sundays. And, of course, that's going to be Wednesdays, Super Soul Month, meaning that we are going to work on the f- principles of c- correcting and investing in your mind, your will, and your emotions, and I'm gonna give you some keys to start this thing going, okay? So one of the things I want you to see, and I want you to absorb in this, is that your soul really needs to be transformed. Now, I'm gonna show you this, and some of this stuff we talked about, but I think it's important that you see this, because how many of you know, I think um, if you're not careful with this stuff, what happens is you don't put the, the work in and um, if you don't put the work in, you're not going to transform as good as God wants you to. It doesn't happen just by being in the building, and it happens by you putting the labor in. And I want you to see this. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, I want you to go there. King James is great. And you all know some of these scriptures, but don't get bound by religion when I read these scriptures and go, oh, I know that. You know, religion has a response sometimes like, oh, you know, I know. No, hear it and let it, let it, let it, let it, let um, it, um, work in you and um, just really work a spiritual revelation. And it says the very God of peace sanctify you wholly and I pray God your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Did you see that? I like that. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to see that. So he says what? He says, I pray the God of peace, right, preserve you. Well, okay, that's great. I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So here's what he's trying to say. We're talking about soul alignment. Is that okay? And I want you to kind of stir that around. Where spirit, soul, and body. He starts explaining to you and me the the power of spirit, soul, and body. And um, I think one of the greatest things we can understand is that this key is is one. This is a big one because if you do not take the time to uh, preserve them blameless, that means they have a good report. Man, that's really good. Write that down. They have a good report. Well, how do you get your soul to have a good report? Well, you get your soul to say what your spirit man's saying. Look at this, right? Because this is big. Now, just you wrote that down, and, and I know you know that, right? So you got that. So look at Jer, 3 John 1, 2. So you got 1 Thessalonians, right? I pray your whole be preserved blameless. Now, look what he says in third John 1, 2. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers, okay? So we understand, soul prosperity means how much effort and energy I put in to renewing my life. That's Romans 12, 1 and 2. You can go to Romans 12, 1 and 2. We're gonna take our time, and I'm gonna show you something in Romans 12, 1 and 2. Takes you a little further, and you're gonna see this. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, By the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed. Now, he's telling you, by the renewing of your mind. Now, that's big. That's huge. Okay? Now, let me just give you this thing in a little bit of of an understanding. Transformed means metamorpho. Okay, that literally means changed, transfigured, basically to turn into another form, okay? And that's where we get the word metamorphosis, and you all know this stuff, but you gotta understand this. The caterpillar to the the butterfly effect is a transformation, but here's what he said. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So here's the key. If you don't renew your mind, You have no metamorphosis. So you're a Christian just sitting in church going, I go to church. Great. Now I'm not, look, I'm not knocking you. I love you. I'm your pastor. I'm here for you. You got to take time to renew your mind. Now what does it mean to renew? It's kind of like renovating. You know what I mean? Moving out some stuff and putting some new stuff in. You ever renovate something? You know, we just did that project at the house right before the holiday, you know? And it was like we were ripping shelves out and putting stuff and just ripping rug out. We renovated the house. We had to take some stuff out, throw it in the garbage, and get some new stuff. How many got some ideas you need to throw in the garbage? Come on, somebody. You know you got some ideas in there. Be what? Renewing of your mind. Your nous. Woo! What's that your mind. Your nous is your understanding, your intellect. You want to know what that is? Okay, it's the intellect, the mind, divine human thought or feeling, will. Ooh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. What? Mind, understanding, feeling, will. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta train this joker. Okay, now watch this. So you can see the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Now watch verse three. I don't usually take you to verse three, but I want to pull this in. Because the mind renewing affects the person of faith. The degree you renew your mind is the level of faith you can go to in acceptance. That's powerful, man. Because faith, I don't buy faith growing. Faith is accepted at the degree of the renewed mind in belief, meaning activation. Not a measure. Let me show you, right? For I say, through the grace given to me, every man that is among you, don't think yourself more highly than you ought to think, but think soberly, according as God has dwelt to every man, the measure, not a measure, the measure of faith. That means you have the measure of faith, you need to produce whatever it is you need to produce. Is that okay? Did you pull that in? So now watch this though. Okay, don't think more highly than you ought to think. That means don't think this is a human effort. You receive the measure of grace. The measure, right? Not a measure, the measure. That means you got the measure. You can go anywhere based upon acceptance. So if your mind's renewed to the stuff that it needs to get renewed to, you have the activation of the measure you need to produce the faith you need for the assignment. Dude, that's so good. You see what I'm saying? Like, you come in and go... I got to get a miracle. Well, if you maintain the miracle mentality, you got no problem going for it because you got the measure of. It's the renewed mind. Now, here's the problem. We don't take time to renew the mind sometimes, and because of it, we're deficient in an arena of faith. Now, look, we all have to do this. So don't get down if you go, well, I haven't been renewing my mind. It's okay. This is why we're talking about this month. We're going to renew our mind in a lot of areas, and we're going to produce transformation Because we are not allowed to think of what we want to think about ourselves or situations. Now, here's a big one, okay? Um, I'm gonna talk about confession in a couple weeks, and I I don't know when I'm gonna get that out, because I've really been feeling this thing, right? We gotta be led by the Spirit of God. You gotta find out what the Word of God says in a lot of areas of your life. I understand that. Um, But this is a big one, and this is what I wanna start with, okay? Because we understand that Christianity is a confession, but before we get into confession and understand this, we got to understand in Him realities. Is that okay? Because here's the here's the deficiency in the body of Christ, and you're going to hear this all Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday through the whole month. Okay, um, I'm, you know, I'm going to go after it. Let me just do it because this is what I feel, and I feel like I'm supposed to say this, and I if I'm I'm on it. Okay. I wanna do something here and it's a little bit um um it's a little bit like man Pastor Chris I just wanna help you, okay? So this is what I want go to Colossians one thirteen and we're gonna look at one fourteen and then we're gonna look at Ephesians one seven. We can look at Ephesians one 7 first, okay? Okay, because that's going to help. Is that okay? Yeah. And I think that's big. So once we get there, we're going to turn there. Did you get there? Yep. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. In Christ, we have redemption. Everybody write that down, meditate on that. Okay? Now you got to understand this. Now, I want you to say, well, what do you mean? It's in Christ, right? It's in Christ um, that we have redemption based on grace. So the riches of God's grace, that's his ability in me and you, allowing us to do what we could not do by ourselves, that's grace, right? You've heard me say that a lot of times, has given us redemption by his blood. And forgiveness. So if you really look at Ephesians 1-7 and meditate in it, you're changed, man. Because look at how thankful we are. So in Christ, he puts us in Christ when we become born again so we can have redemption that he, he bought with his blood based upon a grace act. So you ain't got nothing to do to merit up to some standard because I was made righteous. I don't achieve righteousness by works or actions. So, so now here we go, right? And I see a lot of this, and this is what I wanted to kind of say. Like, and this is where it gets a little bit. Just, just let me just say it. There's a lot of stuff in the body of Christ that people receive that is outside of the Word of God. Okay, and I don't. I'm not here to be controversial, but I really want to help people. And I think you got to be careful how you present certain things in in this thing. So I that's why you're with me, and it's okay. And I think a lot of people need to hear this. Because what happens is people believe that they're messed up when Jesus really set you free to the degree of full deliverance and full ability and access to a greater life. So people think like they they're they're cursed. Well, you can't, you're not cursed, you're blessed. People think like they're they're deficient. People think they're they're their past behaviors there's a lot of stuff that we gotta like understand that once we go to in him realities we're gonna leave like the the hurts of the past a lot of this inner healing stuff I'm just I'm not trying to be controversial just please hear me right well I'm messed up because grandma grandma was no no you you cannot find you when you go in Christ you gotta you gotta separate from this um I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of tough in a way because I got some stuff here. Like, I and I think I need to just produce some validity to get you guys to go. Oh, okay, Pastor Chris, you you said it, so I'm going to go with it. But I think like people think like, oh, you know, I'm deficient. Well, you, if you pick up the Word of God, you're in. Um, consistency or your deficiency or your, your broken or your pain or whatever. Once you put the word of God over it and you patch over your problems now you're not one with your problems but you're one with the word. And that incorruptible seed develops a greater spiritual consciousness of who you really are because you're not you no more. And when you really start preaching these in him realities we got redemption through what Jesus did. Right? That's why I think Colossians 1 13 and 14 was big because this is where we understand we got victory based upon him who delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom, there we go again, right? In whom, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. There's a lot of stuff out there that, like, well, God forgave me. Well, then, you know what? Like, how many times are people having to pay? You know, it was, just, it was funny. I was um, I was talking, you know, and I said, man, so many people want to make you pay for your past when Jesus already paid for it. So many people want to make you almost uh, take ownership of a you from yesterday that really, you can't really allow that to happen because that's not you. Even though it seems like, well, that was last week and you knew what you were doing, I know, but redemption doesn't stop redeeming, you know? I think that's huge because I think what happens is people get tied up in the fact of oh this is who I am. No, not really. I think if you're not careful, you'll get stuck in these you'll get stuck in these mindsets that are not who you really are and because the the church hasn't almost become renewed in this Man, I, I think you're gonna you're gonna fight some stuff you're not supposed to be fighting, guys, because you're free. You know what I mean? And and there, there's no other way to go out. And redemption took care of it two thousand years ago. How in the world can I stick it on me? Because God already put it on Him. I you know I'm looking I'm looking over here because I kind of like want like want to pull this in. Um, there's an area of life I think that leaves in, an inability of growth because of past patterns of behavior, and it allows an inability of growth in the future because people want to try to, or you might try to like locate yourself in that moment in time, but that's not you no more. People want to try to identify you in a season of life, but that's not you no more. And forgiveness means... We're a forgetter. You know, and I I think like I think that's really strong because if you don't get become if you don't get become a forgetter, man, I don't know how good of a forgiver you can be. Because you're really not gonna forgive, you know. You're gonna hold people stuck in an, a place in life that, that I think here's what happens. Number one, you do it to yourself, you identify with the wrong you, and then people identify you with the wrong you. And the next thing you know, your identity is found in the wrong you because that's not really who you are anymore. That's why he explains, when you become a new creature in Christ Jesus, there's never one been like you before. But now here's the thing I understand. Well, my patterns of behavior are not where they need to be. Write this down. The reason why a believer's pattern of behavior is not where it needs to be is because you have not accepted the renewing of the mind process. The more you renew your mind, the more you understand who you really are. If you do not renew your mind, you'll stay in the old patterns of life. And I think that is really what we have to see because what happens is we go, we try to get people to go from point A to point B and we really don't know the process of this change. Does that kind of make sense? Like it's like, what do you mean, man? Man. Oh, well, you're not really, ident. you do not identify with your old identity. And I know what happens. Well, I've been a Christian for a long time, and I really don't have proper behaviors. You don't have a renewed mind. Um, I've been a Christian for a long time, and I still have a struggle with sin. You don't have a renewed mind. I- I've been a Christian for a long time, and I'm dealing with all these mind-dealing de- issues you have not renewed your mind. That's the only thing that is the key catalyst for change for the believer is we basically get born again, and God is so good, he gives us the riches of the fullness of redemption the minute we get saved. But then the process is I have to, for the rest of my life, discover through the renewing of the mind what are those riches I've really received. And then my world takes on a whole new meaning because my, my recall has to be what? See, you don't, you're not a sinner, but your mind needs to be washed through the new you. See, that's the problem. If you don't renew your mind, you still have the old patterns of behavior. You still have the old consciousness of thinking because you have not patched over a new reprogramming of the mind. So if you don't reprogram your mind, what do you think you're gonna do? By default, you are going to go back to the pattern of the old way of thinking because you have not replaced it with a new way of thinking. So that's what I'm saying. So you're basically, your Christianity is only as good as your mind is renewed. That's the truth. Okay? So now here we go because this is big. So you got to get that. Um, Everything we received in Christ set us free. That's big. You know what I mean? Because we got a lot of in him, we got a lot of in him realities, and if you're not careful, what you'll do with these, you'll you'll forfeit them because your mind's programmed to reject. So when you look at Galatians two twenty, you know, and we can read it, we can read it in the uh, King James is fine, and then you could even you could flip it to the, um, you can flip it to the Passion because the pa- Passion I think is is phenomenal. I think it reads really good. I know I'm like kind of like. I'm pushing this forward because I'm, I'm trying to get you to kind of like, oh my, it's about identity. You know, I'm crucified with Christ. Oh, are you? Yes. Well, then nevertheless, you live. Not you, but Christ lives in me in the life I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So you ain't living no more. See, these are really like, they're not a stretch, but they're really strong identification points that you're going to have to like brand in your head because you're going to want, well, I got feelings. Eh, yeah, but they're not really the governing factor of what you just want to feel. You know, what do we say? Remember I said renew your nouse. That was your, your intellect, your mind, your feelings. You have to renew that. You have to renew your feelings. Your feelings, aren't, your feelings are not validated just because you have them. They're not real. But I feel it. I understand. But you know what I'm saying? Like if you feel something that's negative, you don't have to take ownership of it. It's not really you. Look, Galatians 2.20, Passion, reads so good. This might be one of the best scriptures for you to really meditate on while we're in this whole series. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. We've read this 100 times this month. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. So you got an identification, see it? Identify with Christ. And now the essence of this life is no longer mine. The anointed one lives his life through me. We live in a union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. Is that not like off the charts or what? Did you pull that in? Man, so I'm co-crucified. So so what did he do when he did that? Now, I want to show you something here. This is, this is really good, right? I think. Okay? So go with me to Colossians 3 and 1. Okay? Colossians 3 and 1. Makes a lot of sense. Okay? King James is great. We're going to read these first couple of scriptures in this thing, and then we'll, we'll play around with it. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, wherein Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. See it? So you say, hey, did you rise with Christ? Then set and seek those things which are above. Set your affection on things above, not on the things of the earth, for you are dead. And your life is hid with Christ and God. Now, how do you make it? What do you mean you're dead? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you're dead. You see this kind of talk? He's like, you, you, the you, you think you are, is no more. Now, watch this. When Christ, we're going to read four and five. It'll help you. Um, when Christ, who was our life, shall appear, then you will also appear with him in glory. So it's like, when Jesus manifests, or we go to heaven, you're going to really realize what we've been talking about. Watch verse five. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, uh, cleanness, inordinate affection, evil compukiness, covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake, the wrath of God comes on the children of disobedience. Don't walk no more in that. Okay? Now watch this. Just go to the Passion. It's going to read simple. Okay? And you know what I mean? He's talking about, um, you know, it's just like, man, stay away from things you don't need. So look at this in verse one. Christ's resurrection. Just take your time. I want you to see this. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. There you go. You died. You went to the cross. You resurrected Christ. It's kind of like the offering. He was rich. He went to the cross, became poor, so you can become rich. You're in the earth. You might not have it. You go to the cross. You become rich. You go right through the cross. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too because we're in the body of Christ. So if you're in the body of Christ, you're not in you no more. That's why you're born again. You're born into the body. You're born into his body. You died and came alive in Christ. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. That means why? Really go after the things of God for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life and now your true life is hidden away in God in Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will be also be revealed. For you you, for you are now one with him in his glory. You get that? Wasn't that good? Man, that's so good, wasn't it? Now, that's, now you gotta look at, now go to Colossians 1, and 27. This is good stuff. Now just absorb it, because I gotta, I'm gonna build a foundation all month because I want you to see this. Because these are in him realities. Because you can't. This will say, "Well, yeah, you know, I'm broken. You can't be broken and be in being Christ." I'm going to tell you now, man. All this stuff. And this is where I was kind of skipping away, and I'm going to say it. And I don't care because all your favorite pe- preachers say it, and the might as well just get it over with. You do not need inner healing. I'm just telling you now, man. I don't care what everybody says. It's wrong. I'm, you don't. There's there's no generational curse. There's no inner healing. There's no setback or hold back. There is, you don't have a renewed mind. Okay? Because I know what you're gonna say. You generation, well, I heard preachers talk about it. I get it. I'm not knocking anybody, and I'm not here to be controversial and I don't want no hate mail. Just hear me. What what do you mean? The generation that was cursed were them that didn't love God and were against God. You're in Christ and you love God. What curse? God said, you cannot curse what I blessed. You got Abraham's blessing when you got born again. Now, don't get me wrong. When you were outside of God, we were all cursed and doomed, and the father of the devil was the way we were going, man. Come on. But you're a new creature in Christ. Is the curse in Christ? Once you separate in him realities, you separate identification of the world, and half of this stuff that we hear, does not line up with in him realities. It can't get through the cross. There's no way. There's no, well, you know, the the bloodline. You got a new bloodline. You ain't, you got the blood of Abraham, the blood of Christ. You're in a brand new family of God. Come on. There's no way to bring it over. Now you can bring it over with one thing, ignorance. And I'm not saying you're ignorant, but we have to become really strong and really renewed to who we are in Christ Jesus. And I am telling you what, Look, how blessed. You were blessed with it. Uh, go to Galatians chapter 3 says, um, you've been, you've been redeemed. Well, let's go look at it. You want to see it? Let me just show you because I know someone's going to say, well, Pastor Chris, I'm, I'm not trying to be there. But you see what I'm saying? It lets you, well, I'm hurt. You you can't be hurt for long. Galatians three thirteen. Christ has redeemed me from the curse. Well, 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 is that, yeah, that. there's only one curse. Well, well you know, we, 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 they all come out of, they all, well, my family was cursed with a curse. You know, I've been all over the world, man. One time I went somewhere, they were chanting some goofy stuff, and they're like, oh, they're trying to curse you. I said, well, they're going to drop dead. They're like, what do you mean? I said, they're going to die. Because God bless me. If you curse me, that thing will come back on you. I wasn't trying to be mean. I prayed for him. You know, I'm just telling you how it rolls. You do what you want with it. Christ redeemed me from what? The curse of the law. Where you think the curse came from? Well, you know, there's curses. Nah, nah, nah. All them curses that people are getting cursed with come from one place, the fallen nature of the demonic force that tried to come and put sin upon you. That's where they all come at it. You know what I'm saying? All that nonsense. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, "Curses is everything that hang on a tree. Jesus took all the curse on him. Any curse that tries to come against you, generations Somebody spoke. That th- th- you know what I said? I, I'm telling you, man, this is, this is how I roll. So i say, well, you know, somebody if somebody w- would say something, if you don't know nothing, you can't enforce anything. But when you know something, you can enforce it. That's why I gotta pray for my enemies. I, it, I know that God will crush and destroy my enemies. I found it. Deuteronomy 28 talks about it. A bunch of places in the Bible talk about it. So when my enemies, when I find out about them, I pray for them. Why? Because I pray for them. Because I got enough knowledge to know if anybody rises up against me, God's got me. So how are you going to have a curse when Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us? For it is written, "Curses everything that hangs on a tree." That the blessing of Abraham might come on you through Jesus Christ, that you might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. How are you going to be blessed and cursed at the same time? You can't be. Once you absorb the blessing, the curses are done. That's it. You see what I'm saying? Well, 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 wait, wait, Pastor Chris, I know, but you know, I'm, I've been, I've been, I've been broke. I'm broken. Okay, yeah, I know tough stuff, hard stuff, hard seasons, but wait a minute. Wait a minute now. What, 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 hasn't he made you complete? Ha, hasn't, hasn't Ephesians, here, look, Ephesians 2 1. Let's look at this, and then we go back to the other one I had. Ephesians 2 1. 2 1, and then we'll read. We'll read um, um, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Look at verse 2. Where in time past you walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit now works in the children of disobedience, the demonic, the devil, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past and the lust of the flesh. Sound like a lost man? fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, where by nature the children are wrath, even as others. But God, come on somebody, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, quickened us together by grace, you're saved, and has raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Wait a minute, if I'm sitting in the same seat with Christ, how in the Lord can I have, he made me whole, how can I still be broken? Broken Broken by what? Broken by life hits, they're gonna come, but if you do the patchwork of renewing your mind to the blessing, renewing your mind to forgiveness, renewing your mind to victory, renewing your mind to wholeness, Not, 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 well, I need inner healing. I need to be healed. I need, no, you need to renew your mind. That's it. Jesus gave you the full benefit package of heaven. You have to renew your mind and overcome. And I'm going to say something, and ain't nobody going to like this one, but praise be to Jesus Christ. Some of that stuff that that you walked through was basically you being in position, in position or out of position to, to walk in a row on a, almost on a road that God wants you to get on self affliction's dangerous now listen then there's another category out there you didn't have nothing to do with it there's evil in the earth please understand what I'm saying I, mean, I got to talk to a multitude of people so I can't just go well you know well you know well you know God gave us the ability to be put together because of the power of the word of God now Wait a minute, go slow. So Jesus on the cross gave me everything, but then I'm supposed to live deficient in the earth? No, I have to stop taking ownership to hurts. I have to stop taking ownership to pain. I have to stop taking ownership of, of fallen man. I have to stop taking ownership of evil. I have to stop taking ownership of, of things. I have to take stop taking ownership of the past, live in the moment of today, put the patch over Put the patch over, meaning the patchwork. You know what I mean? I got I to gotta re-download who I am in Christ. I'm not that person anymore. Even the things that happen to me in life, I got to renew my mind to the new me because I've been blessed with spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Ooh, come on, somebody. Did you get that? And that, and that ability is in me. So now I'm not, I'm not belittling, and I, please don't get that wrong. I'm not trying to be like that guy you know, because I know you're like, oh, Jesus, here he goes. You know, but that's not what I'm saying because I want you to see this. He quickened you when you were dead in trespasses. Did you pull that in? Do you understand what that means? That means you were dead, but he made you alive. Now that's big. We used to walk accordingly. So what do we got to start doing? We have to start understanding that your spo- your soul, your soul has been. You gotta realize this, right? Do you remember James 121? Let's just see it. Cause you need to see this stuff. Okay? You know you got these scriptures in there, but this is like we're teaching. You know, we kind of think this is why I want you. Thank you for sharing. Who whom who by him do believe in, in I'm sorry. James 121, I'm reading first Peter. Um, James 121, because I love it, right? Because it says, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. So, my soul has been damaged from the fall of man. That I agree with. Every one of us were DNA damaged. There ain't no doubt about it. You're born in Adam, you're born in Eve. There's no doubt in my mind. But you have to outgrow Adam and Eve mentality through the renewing of the mind because we were born in a fallen state. So, watch this. We were all born in sin. I don't care if you get born again in six. You still got to renew your mind because the DNA nature of man is sin until life. Now, life goes in your spirit, and you're a new creature in Christ, and you're going to heaven. But here's the thing. Nothing happened with my mind. You you don't become a a, a, a good Christian. You become a saved Christian, and then you renew your mind. Does that make sense? Like, are you guys pulling this in? Like, really think about what I said. Oh, okay, I got born again, but nothing happened with my thinking. No, you're only as saved as your mind is renewed. That's huge. Let me explain what I'm saying. You're going to heaven. Forget about the heaven business. Everybody's going to heaven that gets born again, but you're only as saved. That word saved doesn't mean just go to heaven. That word sozo means you're delivered as far as your mind is renewed. You're set free as far as your mind is renewed. You're living outside of fear as far as your mind is renewed. You get, you get a revelation of perfect love, you ain't going to be dealing with fear. Because perfect love casts out fear. If you got a fear problem, you got a love deficiency. You don't know how much God loves you. Now that's not mean. That's going to renew your mind. I had somebody come to me today. Right? I, I'm... I'm hurt. Okay, I can see you're hurt. But how, lo- how long are you going to stay hurt? Well, we, there should be restitution. Time out. I understand, but not according to the word of God. Well, there should be a time period I'm allowed to be hurt. Not according to the word of God. You, you should pay for what you did. Because you were wrong. You could be blatantly a bonehead, but guess what? Not according to the word of God. According to the word of God, you shouldn't even be bringing it up. I said something a couple weeks ago. I forgave you before you did it. People who have commented back to me and go, holy crow, I know exactly what you're talking about. Wow, what a mentality. Yeah, because you know why? That's Jesus. You got a Peter. Look at these guys. They're complete morons. You cussing me out, you're denying me, you're le- you're le- you're not you're not even you're not even acknowledging you know me, you disown me. He finds him on the seashore and he's like, "Do you love me?" Or what are you talking about? Then do your job and feed my lambs. Do you love me? Jesus really? You're not going to correct this joker. You're not gonna bring it up. Cussed him out. Cussed him out. Denied him. Denounced him. Told this joker, you're gonna mess up and denounce me. You're gonna hear a rooster and you're gonna know you did it. I'm telling you it's coming. Be prepared. Peter's like, whatever. Care less. Don't you think for a minute in his head, when it came down to it, he's like, I don't know what I do. Nah, I don't know him. Nah, hey, we seen you hanging with Jesus. You were chilling with him. We know that was you. Nah, it wasn't me, bro. Come on, bro, what? What? Comes back to find him. While he goes back. Funny, funny thing about this. If you don't reprogram yourself to who you are in Christ, you'll default back to who you were in the flesh. He goes back to fishing. That's what I did before I got this gig rolling with Jesus. So I'll just go back to being a normal man when he was trying to make him a fisherman all the while. Because by default, when I can't stay the course of the mind renewed, the change and transformation, the brand new life, if I let go of what's in front of me by what I see and I'm grasping onto, I'll go back to who I was. That's why they flake out and go back to the earth. How could they go back to drugs? How could they go back to... Because they got no other program system in them because their mind's not renewed yet. That's why you got to have patience with these, these guys, but you also got to have reprogramming. You got to put the time in. He comes and he finds them and he goes, hey... Talking about his bread, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, get going on the journey, stay in your calling, stay in the training, come back to me, and doesn't bring up nothing about the boneheaded mistakes of disobedience because you want to know why? He really, really, really doesn't want to go there. And that's how good God is. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, did you get that? Receive with meekness, James one we we're almost done. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. I, I got to do something with my soul. Yeah, you got to save it because it ain't safe. Why ain't it safe? It ain't safe because it, you know why it ain't safe? It hasn't been reprogrammed. So your mind needs to be reprogrammed to the Word of God. Wash it with the Word, your will, your emotions. So what are we going to be doing in Super Soul Sundays and Wednesdays? Learning the reprogramming process to the in-him realities of who you really are. Because you're not who you think you are. You're better than it. Now, this is going to be the challenge. For the next couple Wednesdays, the next couple of Sundays... You're going to have to learn that where your th- um, mind, will, and emotions do not line up with the Word of God, I have to discard those things and reprogram to the Word of God. So, do you see the balance? So you're going to think, well, you know, I'm not. Then you got. We're going to tip your scale a little bit and go like this. Where are you? Okay. Where? Okay. What mentality do you have about certain things that don't line up with things that are supposed to line up? We got to discard them. Does that make sense? That's where you get Second Corinthians 10.3. You all know this one, but, I mean, yeah, there I am again with that. First 1 Corinthians 10.3. I keep saying Second Corinthians 10.3 when I get around you guys. Because um, I got to go to, um, I gotta, I get, what did I say first? I got to say second. Yeah, that's what I did last week. Remember that? I was like, oh, go to First 1 Corinthians 10.3. It's 2 Corinthians 10.3. I'm talking myself out of it, right? For though we walk in the flesh, right, we do not war after the flesh. That's not my main thing. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Now watch this. Strongholds, what are they? Now listen, they're imaginations in the mind. Okay? Now listen. Formal definition. Uh, Okay? It's It's a fortified thought or an idea holding you. It's like a castle or an argument. So can you imagine it? It's like a fortress. That's that psalm. Is that 142.7, the prison of the soul? I think it is. Go look and see Psalm 142.7. I'm almost positive that's right. You, you see that? Psalm 142.7, bring my soul out of prison. Yeah, look at that, right? Bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name. See, if your soul's locked up, that's why people can't worship God on Sunday morning. Their soul's jacked up. That's why when you give, you gotta have cheerfulness. Cheerfulness. God wants soul agreement in everything you do. It's not emotions, it's agreement. Because you know why? It's really, this is really good. Okay? You have to agree what spiritually is taking place in your life, otherwise there's not divine alignment. That's why when your spirit wants to give, God wants you to be cheerful. That's in the soul. Why? Because once you get agreement, you get connection. Once you get connection, that's what he was saying in that 1 Thessalonians 5. I want it in an alignment like the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Spirit, Soul, Body. I want connection. Once they connect, then they can erupt. They explode. See, but here's the thing. Well, I come in here, you know, I came to church, that's enough. No, your your praise is soul agreement. Why do you think when I preach, I keep telling you, Amen, give me response? Because your response of your soul shows acceptance even when you do not have a place of understanding. You understand that? That's Mark chapter 4. You know, I said something in Atlanta. Mark chapter 4 is the soul agreement to the Word of God. That's powerful, man. Did you hear that as I said? Mark chapter 4, the parables of the soil, are all about the soul's agreement with what you hear from the Word of God. Mark chapter 4, as far as I'm concerned, is soul agreement or rejection based upon the soul's response. And if you don't have your soul, because your spirit's ready to go, man. There ain't no sick in your spirit. There ain't no broke in your spirit. There ain't no jacked up in your spirit. There ain't no broken in your spirit. You're perfect in spirit. It's your soul. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. So watch this. What happens if I start renewing my mind? I'm only gonna let God thoughts in. What's gonna happen if I contain and conform my will you ain't allowed to do that you're not allowed to go there you're not allowed to do this I beat my body into subjection right what's it going to look like I'm getting excited right I'm like right, right. do it right what's going to happen when you tell your emotions you are not allowed to think like that you know what I love I, that Go when you <laughs> you're looking for a screen never remembers a suffered wrong so wait right, want to hear something cool I'll give you a quick story I'm going to let you go I got mad once, right, I don't remember what it was about, and you know like when you're a new Christian, you're like, man, should I go to them, you know, they didn't know I was mad at them, I remember, this like way, 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 way back, and you know like you get that weirdo thing, it was just weird, you know, and um, I, was, I, was, I was mad, I don't remember what it was about, and I said, all right, I guess I gotta go, you know, and just kind of like. Tell these people, you know, tell this, I don't even remember who it was. I, I, I just remember the outcome. Of, this is how good I am at this, right? I don't even remember what it was about. And I never forget what God said. It was really good. It was like, what's the highest form of forgiveness? I was like, what do, how do I know? You know, sometimes these things come in your head, you're like, what do I know? And I said, I don't know. And I really felt the spirit of God was like, never let the person know you were even offended. It might've been rightful why I was offended. I think it was. I think somebody just said something totally blatantly boneheaded and I grabbed the fence from it and it was like warranted. That's why I would go to him and say, hey, you know, you, you're like, you're you me by saying that. You know what I mean? And I got over it, but I just want to let you know. And it was, that's what it was. It was something where like, somebody said something verbal that was offensive. You know what I mean? That you could have took an offense from. And I did. I was like, that's offensive. You shouldn't talk to somebody like that. And then right then and there, I was like, well, I'm going to have to go tell this person that that offended me and I forgave them. And the Lord was like, what's the highest level of forgiveness? And I was like, I don't know. He said, never let the person know that, that they offended you. Because what would I do if I went to somebody? So say like, you said something to me that really hurt my feelings. If I went to you and said, hey, you know, you said that really hurt my feelings. And I'm not saying you're not supposed to do that sometimes. But how would that make me feel? Oh man, I didn't know, or I could get even deeper. God's like, why even tell him? The highest form of forgiveness is never even get offended. You know, I learned that. Those are where I, that's where I learned that before you did it, I forgave you. Oh, I had them all. I had the guy with the voicemail one time, cussing me out, went on for like a tan. That's why, if you ever, it's funny, this has happened not too long ago. Um, Nobody knows who it is. They said something. And they, you know, they butt dial you or whatever you call that. You know, they hit you. That's what the kids call it. Like they call you. They don't know you're calling you. And literally someone was going off. Not about me, but they were going off about something and it was not really good. And I heard a little bit of it and I shut it off. I just shut it off. They called me right back and were like trying to, hey, I think, I think maybe I called you. And they were trying to explain what was going on. I said, listen, let me tell you what I did. I heard it. I didn't like the where it was going. I hung it up. I leave it alone. I got my own stuff. I'm not judging you for yours. Just let's forget about it. And they laughed. I laughed and went my merry way. But you know what I mean? Don't let, um, you know, don't let your past catch up to your future. You know? I don't think I've ever said it like that, but I really want you to get an understanding of that. Why in the heaven are you going to let your past? Listen, now I want to be straight with you. Like this, man. I'm always straight. A lot of stuff that happens to you is evil. You know, I, I heard a story one time. And this could really help you. If something evil ever happened to you, this will save this will save you. Okay. I read this story years back, and it was about a lady, and literally the lady was mutilated. It was a true story. I'm just telling you what happened. It's kind of gross, so I'm not going to get into details. But I read it. Never, never ne- changed my life forever. Okay. And uh, nothing's ever really happened to me. So she said I was. She was taken. She was abducted. Something went on. And they literally, they literally mutilated this lady. And it was devastating. It was like disgusting. And she literally went to the courtroom and testified against the people that did it. And she was like, and they interviewed her after. And when they interviewed her after, she said something I never forgot. She testified. She testified she was forgiving, and the people interviewing were like blown out, like well, how the heck are you gonna forgive these evil people? This is evil, and it was, and they were going to jail for life, it was all there, and I never forget what she said, she, she said this to the reporter and they wrote it, and I read it in this article, she said those people took, like whatever it was, like let's just say it was a, a half hour out of my life, in a moment of time, And I never let them take another second after that. And I was like, what did that lady just say in that article? And I read it again. She was like, these people were evil. These people were wrong. And they took a time period out of my life, four hours out of my life. And it was horrific. But I never let them take another minute of my future time. And I never forgot that. Like, if you just mind dealing this stuff, it'll rob you of your present time. It's the only currency you have. I get it, but Jesus can do the patchwork to bring the healing, the redemption, the forgiveness, the overcoming, even forgiving the unforgivable. He can do it because he's the only one that can give you the strength because he's the only one who ever really did it successfully. Forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing, man. I'm telling you, there's too much power in him, in Christ, in him realities. That's why we got that book, that little blue book. Next Wednesday, remind me, I'll hold it up. You can get it here. For crying out loud, I'll give it to you. It's like a book. You know what I mean? You want it, just go in the bookstore take it. Uh, or else we'll send it to you. Or we should just download it or something. But you know what I'm saying? Get this thing. Don't live in you. You're not you no more. Don't allow the enemy to rob you of any future time. It's the only currency you got. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person out there. I thank you, Father, that as they're led by the Spirit of God, they hear what they need to hear. They change. They transform. They apply the Word of God to their life supernaturally, and they walk in victory like never before. I thank you that you're going to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think because you have the power to do it. And Father, I just thank you. Maybe some people have walked through some evil seasons. Maybe some people have walked through some hurtful times. Maybe, Father, I thank you that they have the power to heal and to forgive the people that offended them. And I thank you, Father, we walk in Christ. We're supernaturally empowered by your gift and your grace. And we walk in victory in every area of our life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Love you guys. I'm going to see you. Don't forget, Sunday, we're in there, Super Sunday. Amen. We got Super Sunday. We got Art of Love. We got Jersey Sunday coming up. We're getting ready. It's the Super Bowl, and we're having Super Soul. Come on, somebody. Super Soul Sundays and Wednesdays are going to be awesome. I love you, and I'll see you soon.